Good day, gamers, and welcome back to a very special one-off episode, the triumphant return of the Nintendope's thoughts on I am Greg Hall, aka the Nintendope, back after a little hiatus. It's not it's not often I'm gonna come back, but when something happens big like it did on Friday morning, I am going to. This is being recorded on Friday night, February 26th, so hot off the presses of our first Pokemon presents since June or July of 2020, so it's been a while. No, I did not do an episode of the Nintendo's Thoughts on for the Nintendo Direct, the first one in over 530 days. However, that's because the next day, Sam and I were recording our normal episode. So actually, it kind of worked out, but we just recorded uh, this week's episode Thursday night, and it's not dropping till Monday. So really, this was the best format for me to get all of my thoughts out. So our episode next week, 227, isn't 14 hours long. We'll get Sam's impressions on the normal We Podcast and We Know Things show coming up next week, uh, next Friday. So we're actually going to have two mainline episodes dropping next week, one Monday, one Friday. Check out our episode that dropped uh, the day I'm recording this on February 26th, Friday, our bonus episode with Ryan Airy of Screen Crush, 80 Minutes of madness if you love wandavision anything dc anything marvel star wars the boys just talking about movie theaters and that whole experience you're gonna love that episode now i'm gonna take it back a little bit i'm a little excited i've had about uh 12 hours to sit on this or so and so now i have my calm down informed opinion about today's pokemon presents it's been a long day very excited to be able to bring this to you uh, here on a Saturday, which is great and different. We haven't we used to release our episodes on Saturdays. It's nice to get back to that. It's been a long time since we dropped something on a weekend. Hopefully, this gets you through your weekend uh, until you wait for our mainline episode on Monday. So we had a Pokemon presents today. You know, this is Pokemon's 25th anniversary. Matter of fact, the day you're this is getting released, the 27th of February, Saturday. That's the day. Pokemon's 25th anniversary is it's Pokemon Day. We're having a Post Malone concert Saturday night. Who would have thought? They're probably going to announce more collaborations. I know that Katy Perry's in the works too, and there's new anime coming out and a lot of events in some of the games. But what I want to talk about today is the Big Presents presentation we got, about 23 minutes, half of it pretty much a waste of time, uh, doing a really cool recap with a lot of hashtags, but like it kind of got old after a while. You just... Damn, I really thought 20 minutes would be jam-packed with games. We only got about half the presentation with games. But in that half, my goodness, the three things that we got, outside of the smaller events in Sword and Shield and Cafe Mix and stuff, the big three that they brought today blew my mind. And I need to and I want to talk about that. So you're about to get the Nintendo's thoughts on The Pokemon Presents. And like I said, started off with a video then we got some little announcements about Gigantamax Pikachu available now for a limited time in Sword and Shield. If they if you beat a million, you get something or other. I can't remember. Uh, if you log on to Cafe Mix, you get 2,500 acorns. There's uh, Pokemon Masters, EX, Leon, and Charizard are coming. So lots of cool stuff. Uh, the, the Kanto thing for Pokemon Go. You got a lot of cool stuff if you're a Pokemon side game fan. But I'm here for the mainline stuff. I'm here for the stuff that I can play on my Nintendo Switch in 2021 and beyond. And they did not disappoint. I told you, because it was absent from the Direct, they didn't mention anything about Pokemon in the Nintendo Direct. That meant that Pokemon Snap was going to be in this, and it sure was. It was one of the big three. It led off with a brand new trailer. Arguably its best trailer yet. 
and it gave us the deep dive into the into the game that we were looking for not in a tweet not in still shots we got exactly what this game going to be and even more and it's listen it's more pokemon snap if you're a fan of that game from the nintendo 64 you're going to love this if you like the later pokemon this is not just the original gen 1 pokemon so you're going to have to you know not just be a gen 1er as they say you're going to have to like uh you know, you don't have to like anything really. You just be psyched to have some Pokemon and take pictures of them. But there's a lot more to this now with the advent of online gaming and things like that. You used to be able to take your game to Blockbuster, print out the pictures and all that amazing nostalgic stuff. Now we've just transferred that to online. This game is coming out April 30th. I've got mine paid off and pre-ordered. I cannot wait to dive into that. I'm sorry to my wife in advance. I'm taking that night off. I cannot wait to play new Pokemon Snap. It just looks amazing. It reaffirms the purchase. My jaw has still not left the floor. You can go underwater. You can take pictures at night, which if you remember in gold and silver, Hoot Hoot only available at night. Certain Pokemon only available during the day. They're doing that here in the Lentil region for new Pokemon Snap. And that to me is super exciting because it's not just get in your car, go around, take photos. There's environments, there's replayability. There's things that you're going to have to catch uh, you know, photos of it certain times of the day. Maybe it'll be on a real-time clock. I don't, I would not like that. I can only play games certain hours of the day. Most of that is at night. So I I wouldn't love the, the actual real day-night cycle, which they've done in Pokemon games in the past, which made it hard for me in like Soul Silver or uh, for, for the rematches and things like that. I, I don't love that aspect of a real-time clock. But if it's an in-game clock, I'm great with that. Maybe you can choose day or night. That would be my favorite, kind of like picking a stadium in Madden to play in. Do you want to play day or night? Do you want to play in what weather? I would love that if you go to an area, you beat it, you unlock the nighttime. That would be sick because there's a lot of cool things that could happen in the nighttime in this game. Illumina orbs, all that stuff will really come alive when you're playing at night because if you throw something to glow, make something glow during the day, it doesn't have that same effect. I love the fact that you can go underwater, get all those cute water type Pokemon, Alomomola and Love Disc and the other ones we don't care about. But I love this photo mode. You're taking photos and now you can have a photo mode of the photos that you're taking in a game about photos. Oof. But it's different. It's kind of like Odyssey a little bit. Maybe even 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. That photo mode where you can customize the photo you take and add filters and add stickers and Upload them to the internet for people to like and thumbs up and give scores to. And maybe if you're lucky, they'll feature it on their website, on their socials, something like that. I think that's got a lot of premise, a lot of legs. I'm not a big photo mode person. I liked it in Ghost of Tsushima. I liked it in Odyssey. I didn't necessarily, you know, even Spider-Man a little bit. I didn't necessarily dive too deep into it. But I'm about to play a game about taking photos. I think I'll take advantage of the photo mode game. I like that you could play melodies now on like a, I'm imagining the poke flute um, to maybe get Hoot Hoot to dance at night so you can get even a better shot. I love that thought. It's just different than throwing apples and pester balls. I didn't even see pester balls. I saw the Illumina orbs. They make Pokemon glow. They change certain elements like Score Bunny's flames were blue instead of red. I love that. Uh, there was also a really cute picture of a Venusaur jumping off of a little cliff into a little lakey lake, a little Blastoise laying on his back on the beach. Boy, howdy, am I here for all that. I, I will get the perfect swan diving Venusaur photo uploaded to my Twitter at the Nintendo day one. I promise you that. This game has over 200 Pokemon reportedly, so it's not just going to be the 63 or 64 from the 
first game. You're going to have to probably play it a few different times to get them all. So it's not going to be a 45 minute adventure like the other game could have been. So I'm really looking forward to that. Again, April 30th, you can pre-order it now. I'm going physical with this one. The box art is gorgeous. It's fabulous. So I'm definitely going physical on that. I'm going Amazon because I had a gift card, paid off the game. Normally, I'd be lining up at Target at midnight or 9 a.m. or whatever to pick it up. I'll wait for it physical because, like I said, in the environment I'm in now, I can't really play games outside of nighttime after everybody goes to bed. So if I have to wait until the middle of the afternoon to have this game, I'm fine with that. Let's move on to the new announcements. Man, boy, howdy. Long rumored, ready to rock and roll, the Diamond and Pearl remakes. They are real, brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I absolutely have believed this one for a very long time. You've probably been tired of me talking about it on the We Podcast and We Know Things main show. And this was something I didn't expect. I thought it would be Sword and Shield graphics. thought it could have been Let's Go style graphics. But we're getting something a little different because the game is not developed by Game Freak. You heard that right. It's developed by Ilka. And you might ask yourself, who's Ilka? It's the same team behind Pokemon Home on the mobile side and the Switch side. It's directed by Ueda from Ilka and Junichi Masuda, who is, you know, the big wig at uh, Game Freak. So Masuda will still have his input. Game Freak will still give their input. But this is a completely different style, a completely different art style. I think it's it's not so divisive on Twitter so far. It seems like everybody's a lot, you know, a lot more folks are in favor. I sure am because I like something that looks different. Sword and Shield was fine. I think it looked fine. I will never say it's one of the prettiest games on the Switch. I don't think this one will be too, but this is more of a HD, top-down, 2.5D kind of retelling, reimagining of the original art style. If you, you know, you know your Pokemon game, it's top-down. Top-down, third-person, and you you kind of understand the world based on your perspective. And I I like that they're bringing that into the into like the HD space. They did it with Link's Awakening, that remake. That's the vibe I got for this one. It's like a little chibi, a little Link's Awakening mixed together to get uh, brilliant diamond and shining pearl. That is super exciting to me. I wonder how Arceus is going to play into these titles. I wonder if he's going to be or it is going to be, you know, the same as the main story, the same as the originals. Maybe is Garatina going to be in here because there is no platinum version of this game. Platinum being my favorite Pokemon game, period. So I, I wonder how that's going to play in Pokemon Platinum pretty hard. Um, as a matter of fact, when it, in terms of a Pokemon game, I wonder if they're going to take the mechanics from Platinum since Diamond and Pearl had that horrible HP system where it just took forever for your HP to go down, really drug the battles out. I hope it's very fast like it has been in previous titles, like the more recent titles. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I think will happen. So that that's fine. I'm, I'm in on that. Late 2021. I'm Team Piplup, by the way. Chimchar's great. I love Chimchar. Uh, Turtwig, not my favorite, not my style. I'm in on Piplup. Give me all of the Empoleon. One of my, it's probably my favorite final evolution starter besides Blastoise uh, is Piplup. But with these remakes, again, that chibi style, Link's Awakening style, it's on our Instagram right now, some screenshots of it, um, at We Podcast and We Know Things. I, I cannot... 
like I'm looking at the screenshots now. Like the renders are amazing. I wish that kind of that's how they looked, but uh, I'll read it to you directly from the Pokemon website. Experience the nostalgic story from Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Pearl in an adventure reborn on the Nintendo Switch. Adventures, adventures in the Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl games will take place in the Sinnoh region, as we know. Rich in nature, with Mount Coronet towering at its heart, Sinnoh is a land many myths pass down through the ages. You'll visit many locations in the Sinnoh region while striving to become the champion of the Pokemon League. So absolutely nothing new there. Pretty cut and dry Pokemon. But this next piece is interesting. The original story has been faithfully reproduced and the sense of scale in the original's towns and routes has been carefully preserved. People who played Pokemon Diamond and Pearl can revisit familiar places and uh, relive familiar scenes once more. For those setting out through Sinnoh for the first time, plenty of new encounters and surprises await. So that tells me like, with Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, with uh, Fire Red and Leaf Greed, with um, the Sevi Islands. I don't know if we're going to be getting that or if it's going to be a straight one-to-one port, especially because it's not being developed by Game Freak and it's going to be developed by Ilka. Does that mean they're not going to take the risk of adding something new and giving Ilka all of that creativity and freedom because of, I think, personally, the next announcement is that I think the spin-off adventure that we would get like the Sevi Islands and the remakes, they're just making a full game out of, which I'll talk about in a moment um, as the last big announcement. But that's what I'm personally thinking here. And this to me is exactly, exactly what I wanted out of a Diamond and Pearl remake. Um, like I said, I could have seen it being a Sword and Shield or even like a Let's Go mechanic. It's going to have traditional battle style. It's going to have... Um, Battling look kind of looks like Sword and Shield a little bit. The Pokemon look good. Like, again, this is a, their mainline RPGs. They just, they haven't wowed me. Like, new Pokemon Snap looks phenomenal. Now, now it's Bandai Namco, so you can expect greatness there. But, like, it, it, it jumps off the page. This doesn't, like, jump off the page. It looks like an HD Game Boy game. It looks like, Link, like I said, that Link's Awakening remake, although that had that claymation Rudolph style that I friggin' adored. And still adore. I wonder if it'll be locked 30, docked and handheld, or if it'll be 60, docked 30, handheld. I don't know if they're going to get this to run at 60, even handheld. Although it's it's not the most like graphically intense game, and there's not like a ton of things going on. I personally think the next game will 100% be 30 FPS, potentially both docked and handheld. But I'll save that. Um, so there's a lot of potential here. I love the, I've been waiting for Diamond and Pearl remakes. I'm okay if they don't do anything crazy. What I would like is the, we'll call it the upside down world. The, uh, I can't remember what it's called, the distortion world or something like that. With Garatina, I would love that to be included here in some form or fashion. We got the Arceus statue uh, in the trailer. It was in full 3D, which was awesome, by the way. And uh, I'm excited for that, I think, because Arceus probably will play a role here. Uh, You know, Dialga, Palkia, all that. That's great, but... What about Giratina? That's my boy. Outside of Rayquaza, probably my favorite legendary. Mew, technically a mythical, I believe. So uh, I, I'll digress there. But this is late 2021. We don't have a release date. My guess is November. Generally, Pokemon October, November. Sword and Shield was November 19th or something like that. November 12th. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say this will be a November release. You have Snap in April. New Pokemon Snap in April. That'll get you through... Uh, till till November, and then they announced a bombshell. So uh, we'll move on to that one. Pokemon Legends Arceus. 
I think this is your episode. I think this is the Delta episode from ORAS. I think this is the Sevi Islands, but at a much bigger scale. This is going to be its own game. It's, it's crazy, though. They announced this for early 2022, and that blew my mind because I didn't think it would come that soon, uh, early 2022. Not just a year away, just a couple of months, probably six months after the Diamond and Pearl remakes. You're probably looking at April. And it's like, for what this game looks like, I, I cannot believe that this is a Sinnoh prequel. This is feudal Sinnoh. <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking to that Pokemon's taking risks. That's crazy to me. This is like Conquest on steroids. I didn't think they would do that, much less in Breath of the Wild style. We're getting Pokemon Breath of the Wild, and it probably, most definitely, will not be that big in scale. It will probably, most definitely, not be that, well, wild. But it's going to be in that vein. It's built as an adventure RPG, it's in a wide open setting of, like I said, feudal, uh, feudal Sinnoh, which is cool that they're doing it so far in the past because then you don't have the luscious towns and cities and skyscrapers and, and all that stuff. You can make it a wild style where you're out in the mountains and this, that, and the other. And you have hub towns as opposed to hub cities. That's the way around that. And I think that's really smart. This is developed by Game Freak. So this is why Ilka is working on the DP remakes because... Game Freak is dedicating their time and efforts into Pokemon Legends. Arceus, Legends is a brand new type of title. I wonder if that'll be the route we get. Is Legends going to be a new spin-off series that comes out, you know, along with the core RPGs or once a generation, you know, whenever black and white get them? Is is it going to be Pokemon Legends um, uh, Kiram? You know, because there's your big third legendary from black and white. So, a fusion of uh, Zekrom and Reshram. So I could see that. I could also see this being like a test to see how open po open world Pokemon could work. It could be a one-off title. Legends Arceus, there you go. You get one of them. And then the next, maybe Gen 9, if this is working, which I'm sure Gen 9 is already on paper and, and probably 2023, 2024 at this point. Um, so they're probably, the decision's probably been made, but... Is this the beta test on those, the smaller scale to see if open world Pokemon works or is even received well and can run well on the Switch, maybe the Switch Pro, whatever that'll look like, because maybe this is going to launch a lot alongside the Switch Pro. Who knows if that's even real? Uh, listen to my first Nintendo episode from a couple months ago where I predicted 2021 uh, uh, Nintendo, including Diamond and Pearl remakes. So uh, I love that. I would lean probably more towards this being uh, a look into the future. I'd like to say it's a new spinoff series. I like the mainline RPGs the way they are. I don't mind a linear, semi, you know, semi-linear classic JRPG style. I don't mind that so much. I do wish they took more risks. You saw that with the Wild Area and the two DLC packs. I think there's a nice meeting in the middle. You could have your traditional JRPGs, just make it a little bit more open. Give us some open areas. Give us a fully controllable camera, which we're going to get here. You can jump, you can roll, you can crouch, you can dash, and other things. Maybe not dash, but other things that only took 25 years for Pokemon to implement. My goodness. <laughs> it's crazy that you geek up over seeing the character do a, do a barrel roll in the middle of a field because that's just never happened before. Shit, crouching's never happened before. So uh, that's going to be really, really exciting there to see your character actually just not be a stiff board and you can kind of have more control over what your character does and you can just pop up out of the weeds and throw a Pokeball at an off 
you know, a Pokemon out in the wild where you don't have to run into it to battle it in the traditional JRPG style. It's more of that action RPG where you encounter it and then boom, the battle begins. And here's my thought. The battles look like a mix of open world RPG action, kind of like like the, the traditional action RPG combat and turn-based battles. Maybe it'll be, you get a little bit of some, a little bit of the other. Maybe, like I said, if you just want to catch it, it's the, uh, and throw your ball at it, it's that open world style or, you know, the action RPG style, or you can maybe sneak up on it or whatever. But I believe there might be an option to engage in battles, or maybe when you're fighting other trainers, if there are even other trainers in this futile Sinnoh, which I imagine there will be. So I can see it a, a mix of both, the best of both world situations. My big question here is what about competitive? What about the metagame? Is that going to stay with Sword and Shield for a while? Because that Dex has grown. It's, you know, Gigantamax, Dynamax seems to be the place. There doesn't seem to be any of that in the Diamond and Pearl remakes or in Legends. No gimmick, Mega Evolution, you know, Dynamax, Z-moves, stuff like that. So maybe the metagame, the competitive game, stays with Sword and Shield. I don't think it's going to go to these Gen 4 remakes. I don't think it's going to even shift to Legends. Maybe eventually, but... I can almost see it sticking with Sword and Shield. That would be my guess, my best bet. You're not getting the Sinnoh starters here. How crazy is that? You're getting your choice of Rowlet, Cyndaquil, and Oshawott. Uh, that's Gen 7, Gen 2, and I believe Gen 5 is Oshawott. Like, what? <laughs> and so they actually explain this. Uh, a, a, a professor found them in other regions and brought them back to Sinnoh, and you can choose... Who will be your partner Pokemon? And you'll find the original starters from Sinnoh out in the wild. There's wild Chimchar in the trailer. There's wild Piplup in the trailer. Again, who cares about Turtwig? But I like that. I wish there was some better choices. I'm going to be Team Rowlet here. Um, maybe Team Cyndaquil, but probably Team Rowlet. Because I won't be Turtwig ever, and that'll give me a little bit of grass representation in the, in the region of Sinnoh. I've always been Team Piplup. For my latest playthrough of Platinum uh, last year, I went Chimchar, just to switch it up a little bit. Um, switch, you get it. Um, yeah, so that's exciting that they're going to bring in new starters. I kind of wish they were better starters. Except Rallet's, Rallet's great. I mean, there's no... And I'm glad they stayed away from the Gen 6 starters, although Froki is phenomenal. I'm, you know, and, and Greninja has a lot of history in the franchise. But I love Rallet. Decidueye is an absolute bonkers final evolution. So that's fine. I'll be, I'll be team relic there. I wonder how trading will work. If it's even going to be in the game or if this is a more single player story, I wouldn't mind that with no trading. No, you know, the cool thing about legends Arceus is I don't see a second version. I don't see, you know, legends Dialga and Palkia <laughs> and like, three games or this is a version exclusives. It feels like the whole game is going to be in this one $60 pack and you don't have to go scrambling and trading to get other Pokemon. So how will trading work? I, I imagine in a hub town, there will be a place you can trade with friends, but it won't be for version exclusives. It, it really doesn't look like that. So that's going to be neat. It's gonna be really neat. You trade for what you need to catch. I personally won't do that then because if it's available for me in the game, I'm going to get it myself. I don't want somebody else to get it for me. Uh, unless it's a version exclusive or you have to make a choice, like in the Crown Tundra a couple different times. So that's my prediction there. Uh, those new Pokeballs look awesome. It's like a zipper or a clasp on the front instead of a button. Just goes back to that whole feudal thing. They didn't have the technology for the button yet. Just a really neat 
thought that they didn't have to put that extra attention into that I really appreciate that they did. Uh, that game will come early 2022. Like I said, April is my guess. So that was the presents was 21 or 22 minutes long. Half of it was the videos and stuff. The other half was just bombshell after bombshell. What didn't we see? Pokemon Sleep. I'm good with that. Nothing on Pokemon Unite, which I would have bet my house on coming into this that we would have seen it. We didn't. I'm happy there. Let that be its own thing, its own random Twitter announcement. That's okay. That game was met with such hate when it was debuted. Last Pokemon Presents, as a matter of fact, that would have made two out of three Pokemon Presents with Unite in it and had so many downvotes that I'm glad they listened and read the room a little bit. Uh, and I, I, Detective Pikachu on Switch, I, that was announced a long time ago. I'd been waiting for it. A little disappointed that uh, we didn't see anything of that today. I really want to get into that series. The 3DS, it's just a little past me to go download or buy that game on the 3DS and sit there like that. I, I'll wait until either the sequel comes to Switch or they port the first one and then bring the second one to Switch. Whatever the plan is there, I'll wait. There's plenty to play. Would have liked to have seen it today. What are you going to do? Did I miss anything? Let me know. At the Nintendope on Twitter, all one word. Be happy. Would love to have that conversation with you there. Uh, if there was something in the trailer that I missed that you want to talk further about, if there was something I talked about today that you agree or disagree with, let me know on Twitter. Love to have that conversation. So that was it for me. A nice little one-off episode of the Nintendo. You're not going to get them often, but when there's something Nintendo I got to talk about or something gaming I got to talk about that it just doesn't align with our recording schedule, I'll bring it to you in an episode of the Nintendo's Thoughts On. But that has been the Nintendo's Thoughts On, the Pokemon Presents. Now let's hit that awesome theme music. Here we go.